Hunger Games 2020. Are we still doing this? It's uh, not over are yet. Are we still doing Hunger Games? Uh, we don't have to. Have you guys heard about the Houston Astros? Yes. What's going on there? Yes. Oh, baseball. Baseball. Some signs. Baseball. 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 <laughs> Dr. Hunter Baker. End of secularism. End it. I forgot End to it. ask him right what here. that picture even means. Pastor Joel Weyabin joins us from San Diego. He brings the sun up to Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. What he did. Did you notice? Yeah, it's like 50 degrees out there <laughs> yeah. today. You I was, I was tanning this morning. Yeah. Thank I, you. I was yeah. tanning this morning before I came <laughs> to the studio. <laughs> Well, you and he up. brought his wife too. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mrs. Webbin. Thank you for being here and watching this crazy show. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. It's been a while because we've been dropping some of our East Coast tour content, so nice. and I kind of missed you guys. Yeah, so it's good to be back. Hey, club members, we appreciate you guys, but we want more. We need more club members, and we any new club member gets the Fight Laugh Feast T-shirt. This is the oh, only way you can get it. The only way you can get it. It's not in our mm-hmm. store. Become a member. It, it, you got to become a member. Get these. And cool we send you a fight laugh fee shirt. Mm. You know, you know, my uh, my sister in law made made that. Well, way to go. Well, good on her. Keep it yeah. in the family. And day. if you if you if you have a current membership and you upgrade it, do you get a shirt? Uh, yes. Oh, that's right. I I'm, I've been meaning to mention that we have yeah, detail. You don't talk about so, detail. Yeah, it's a great you, detail. Hey, you nice guys also know. don't you have like a, the puree um, communion wafers for babies? Right, you get that if you become a club <laughs> some holy water. Some holy water. <laughs> Who is this guy? Okay. Who invited okay. him on this show? He's been working on that. All, all club members, if you guys join, you, all club members, all current club members, uh, email me, contact at fightlifefeast.com for your discount to our conference. And any club member gets $100 off. I mean, you're losing money if you don't join the club at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, Sign seriously. up, fightlifefeast.com. And, and, and our conference is going to be in Nashville, October 1st through the right. 3rd. Man, Put it on the calendar. Uh, just real quick. I just want to run through okay, the, the yeah, agenda just real quick. Yeah, it's on, always real quick. On Thursday night, we're going to have beer, psalm scenes, welcome reception, uh, punch for the kids. That's 7 p.m. So the conference is going to kick off Thursday night at 7 p.m. Psalm singing. And That's and great. beer and wine and yeah. punch and you know all, you know we want whole families to be there and participating yeah. with us and then on Friday it's going to be uh, heavy on the worldview theology and then on Saturday it's going to be media business politics education on Saturday and then Lord willing Rick don't rise I can organize all this we're going to have a bunch of food trucks pull up and we're going to go out buy our Sabbath dinner come back into the event center have a big and Sabbath dinner and I'm finish Saturday fellowship with I everybody can't wait. Yeah, so, because it's fight left feast are we talking with the Psalms some of the Psalms like enemies babies it's gonna be real oh it's gonna be real what kind of oh yeah oh yeah right some fighting songs oh yeah yeah swords in our hands standing on our beds oh yeah oh yeah this show is brought to you by classical conversations it supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a christian worldview and fellowship with other families classical conversations provides a classical and christ-centered curriculum local like-minded communities across the united states gathered together and even in several countries and uh, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Yep. Classical, Christian, get connected, get community. And and Robert keeps dropping something. He keeps saying on Twitter, hey, March 28th, uh, something's coming. Oh, He won't tell me. What happened to your mind? He said March 28th. You, you did something and it moved something. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, have you guys followed the Democratic debate? Did you guys watch it this week? I'm a Christian. Uh, Marcus Pittman. <laughs> oh, wow. Politics are the devil. Did they mention Jesus in that debate? Just kidding. Uh, Probably Pinko Pete did. Yeah. He's I, don't, always, I don't think so. Well, that moral self-importance. So I packed up my stuff and I went home. At least I didn't have a boss who said to me, kill it. 
the way that I Mayor Bloomberg never said that have said to one uh, alleged to have said. So she was talking about when she got pregnant or she back when she was first teaching in school, probably when she's 22, 23, yeah. 24, I, I something was, like that. I was just wondering yeah. what, what's wrong with uh, telling him to kill it. Yeah, yeah well, I was trying to figure out what's critical. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought argument. everybody on that stage believes that right. it's totally fine to kill That's it. Right. They should have praised him for that, especially yeah. since is, New York is, has some interesting laws. Is Pocahontas pro-life? Right. She might be. Well, they're taking She's pro-Pocahontas. <clears throat> <laughs> well, you know She's, what? It, it does prove one thing, that she expected that the audience would think that that would be wrong. Yeah. yeah. So their conscience is not necessarily as seared as I would like to think that it would right. seem to be yeah. if they're going to use arguments to convince other people that a pregnant woman should not kill right. her child. Yeah. Well, it's still you know? within the framework of, like, it's your choice. So somebody else right. putting that on you, that's right. immoral. But right. as long as you choose to be a murderer, it's okay. Mm. He's just recommending. Right. <laughs> a suggestion. <laughs> that's all. Well, yeah, right. well. Well, keeps going. Medicare for all will save money. Ours Here's, will cost about $45 billion, not $60 trillion. Oh, no, okay. 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 I, was I was talking about talking I would like to bring Mr. Steyer in on this conversation. Mr. Steyer, please. I was talking about all your programs. Excuse me, Amy. This conversation is a huge risk for the Democratic Party. Huge risk. We are Huge. looking at a party that has decided that we're either going to support someone who's a, so, a democratic socialist or somebody who has a long history of being a Republican. Oh, Mayor Bloomberg. And let me I'll say that I okay. got into this race because I wanted to fight for economic justice, for racial justice, Good and enough. to make sure we had climate justice for the American climate people. Climate justice. And I am scared. Wow. Me oh. too, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The climate's being oppressed. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, climate justice. It just like he went just all like blah 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 yeah. blah blah. I'm just like all the rest of you. Well, you know what's interesting? <clears throat> if you notice when this started, when the Democratic um, <clears throat> debates and this whole thing, this whole kicked off, and you had I am Spartacus and uh, Camilla <laughs> Harris, and, yeah, no one was talking like this, like what? And, talking about the the idea that socialism was really bad. Right. Right. No one was talking about right. this. And all of a sudden, now that Republicans and other people in the news are saying, are we really looking at Bernie Sanders becoming the, right. the candidate? It's, it's actually right. a huge blessing. It's a, that's what yeah. I was just yeah. about to go to. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, but, no, no, right, no. Right, hey, right, take it. Right. I, I don't have. We play. We're wrestling. Tag team, hey, baby. Man, but, <laughs> no, go finish your but, thought. But, but, the, but the fact that this now has become a, kind of America saying this, they're saying, wait, they're actually looking like they will elect a socialist to lead the party. Yeah. Right. And, and they said, wait, people won't like socialist. that. People won't like that. Yeah, yeah, with sprinkles on top. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, and, and now there's they're playing to I, that. I think it could be one of the best things that ever happened to America. Mm -hmm. That they all say, have Sanders as Sanders be the the nominee. Yeah, because because yeah. and everybody's like ah, because like he doesn't care. That's right. There's no filters on that. No. Nope. Right. Yeah. And 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 full full blown and, socialist. Well, and what's going to be interesting is to watch Christians, certain Christians, try and defend. Yeah. Yeah. That type of idea that he has, right. knowing that they're right. Christian. Because it's about community. Man, it's like polyamory. It's just about community <laughs> and love for one another. I, I'm just excited. Well, with every I'm single excited. one of these candidates, like Christians, they're going to have to backpedal. So like D Doug was saying, like if it's Pete, then the 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 just blatant sexual immorality. Yeah. So every single Christian said, well, I, you know, Trump, he's horrible. We can't vote for him because of his affairs. Yeah. Right. Well, what do you do when you have an act of sodomite now? Right. 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 So you're going to have to say something with that. You're going to have to backpedal and say, well, I guess da 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 da. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I actually think, I mean, the, maybe this goes back to our, our conversation with um, David Bonson 
I think some of the more blander ones could be the worst thing. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you sort raise of, the issues. If you can and, pray yeah, this way, right. you know, you kind of want to pray that it's yeah, one of the cra- like right. the really crazies right. that gets yeah. the, the nomination yeah. because that would be so good and help, helpful for the church. Yep. Yeah, because we'll get Trump, but also not just that, like those those Christians who really are in sin will be forced to be confronted yeah. by their sin will be right in their yeah. face. So they'll have yeah. to repent. Can I just say, too, I don't trust Trump yet. Oh, no. I just, I just want to say that really by, quick. by comparison, I'm, well, I'm with you. No, because when this was happening on the other side, 2016, when Trump was running on the other side, we had no idea that he was going to be the president yeah, that yeah, we got. Yeah, we got surprised with that. Oh one. yeah. But just looking at it in retrospect, the thoughts that I was having were like, I don't trust him. I still have that a little bit. If he wins again, he doesn't have anything to lose. Right. What does he turn into? There's no, there's no borders, there's no guards, and so at this yeah. point, he still needs the party to go his way. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, we, we but he's kind of proved himself to one sense. A little preview for the next segment. We're talking to Hunter Baker, and when I was reading that section in End of Secularism about right. Machiavelli, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, he's talking about Trump, but he st- he wrote that in 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right before. Trump. And, and I yeah. was like, I mean, the whole point is winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, anyways, so I I'm with you. I, I think there's I so think there's things me. there that's it's scary. The only thing I think that helps a little bit is that. I mean, he's surrounded himself with a lot of people who sure. I think are more consistently yes. Christian. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. It helps a little bit, but, you know, yeah. but he, you know, he, he's proven he's himself in a lot Christian. of ways. But, like uh, Paula White. Okay. I want to point out one thing here with the, with the actual uh, Democratic nomination process is very similar to what happened with Trump. Is you have uh, Bernie Sanders. He's basically winning by about 30% Radical. in all these yeah. Radical. Yeah. right? And then you have all these... They're, well, Elizabeth Warren is now going back to center. I don't know if you've seen her shift in, in the last couple yes. of weeks, right? Yeah. She's she's saying, I'm not a socialist. She said that a couple of weeks ago. Um, so she's trying to play center. So you have all these, you know, what, eight candidates, seven candidates vying for that 70%, and Bernie just keeps getting that 30. Okay. And this is exactly what happened okay. to Trump They're and how to he got nominated. But, 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 you know, way more important than all this is the Astros. No, we're not there yet. I, I, I got one more I, video I, for you. I, I, I'm so tired of this. Before we get this, I got one more video for you that I want to bring training. into this. We're getting there. Hang on, it's Toby. Spring training. It's a big deal. And I am not looking forward to a scenario where it comes down to Donald Trump with his nostalgia for the social order of the 1950s and Bernie Sanders with a nostalgia for the revolutionary politics of the 1960s. Wait. This is not about what coups were happening in the 1970s or 80s. This is about the future. That's a good point. This is about 2020. No. He doesn't have any right we to say that. We are not going to survive it, or succeed, and they're certainly not going to win by reliving the Cold War. And we're not going to win these critical critical House and Senate races if people in those races have to explain why the nominee of the Democratic Party is telling people to look at the bright side of the Castro regime. I'm just saying, as a debate, it was a burn. It's a good punch. doing pretty good. I'm sorry. Pete Buddy's gay. He has no ground to stand on. He has no ground to stand on. absolutely. The sexual revolution of the 60s? He's a walking, talking oh, that's right, that's yeah. right, icon yeah, of the right. sexual revolution right. of the sixties. Uh-huh. He's the yeah. one who thinks he's married to another dude. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you you are that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, also, that's Pete funny. Buddy's gay. Also supported Bernie while he was mayor. Just for the oh, record, yeah. he oh, was yeah. all huge. No, I covered supporter. this on a, oh, a news brief. He's been a huge. It, so back this is in, hilarious. Hang on, back in uh, high school. He won a writing contest yeah. because he wrote, he wrote a whole paper on Bernie Sanders. <laughs> a love letter to Bernie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dear Bernie. Oh, no, he did. Oh, no, I know. He did. Uh, yeah. right. Which also just tells that. you there's no difference. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- these they're just th- this is WWF. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is scripted behind the scenes oh, yeah. somewhere. Like, th- th- I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not. I mean, it's not <laughs> that scripted. It's not that fake. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not that fake. Yeah. <laughs> they just, but it's us all this. Yeah. 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 Okay. But we're not talking about baseball. We got more. Of New York. Come on. You declared war on obesity. You banned trans fats Good. from restaurants, and you tried to do Good the mayor. same with large sugary <laughs> drinks. He tried to so big, ban big gulps. If you become president, will you push those policies? On the national level as well. Well, I think what's right for New York City isn't necessarily right for all the other cities. Otherwise, well, you'd have right, a naked huh? cowboy in every city. So <laughs> let's get serious here. But let's I do get think serious. It's the government's say, job to have good science and to explain here. to people what science says, or how to take care of themselves and extend their lives. Oh. Uh, the uh, we, okay. we are science. a country. I'm done. I'm done. Like, this like, is enough. Uh, we're getting out of here. This so this is, this so science, is, like what defines a baby. He needs to read a Hunter Baker's book, The End of Secularism. Yeah, he does. You know, when I sat down i watched the majority of this debate uh, mainly through marcus Pittman's channel law of profits because yeah. he was streaming it okay but one of the things that i walked away with and i keep saying this after every one of these debates is that the question that we are letting them have is what are we what are they going to do with my health care yep. how are they going to take care of my mom how are they yeah. going to take care right. and educate my children yeah how are they going to yeah. make sure that i get paid a high wage That's how right. are they what when do we be ha- when do we become happy with how yep. the government listen grow every up t- Every time the government has built some sort of projects to help black people or minority peoples, they've turned into ghettos. Mm. Every time. They, can, they don't know anything about economics yeah. or how to manage it. It's, not, and, it's and, not even their job. And, and that's the whole point. Because yeah. they're not, not supposed to be able not, to do it. Right, right, take right. responsibility. I can't have a baby. The government can't handle economics. Leave it alone. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's a right. result of a bunch of beta males. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what it is, yeah. you know. Well, we're going to talk. I, I need people in just people to provide one week yeah. of preseason games. Mm. Like, nice. You Toby's happy. Commanding. Astros hitters have already <laughs> been hit by seven pitches in what's either a statistical fluke or early signs that Houston batters could be targets of baseball vigilantes. Oh, I wow. like this. Conspiracy, it's going to be a say, long season for the Houston Astros. I just got to say, I'm happy finally that baseball has something to talk about. Oh. <laughs> just telling you the truth. He's, he's I, never been to spring training, man. I, 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 I'm not a fan yeah, of the sign stealing. <laughs> Gabe has my plug. What's right wrong here, with you people? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a fan of the things that they do. It. I'm, I'm totally opposed to it. But at least they finally have something to talk about. My goodness. No, man. Well, when, anyway, when you, you set up, so what happened was man, man. It, they set up a video camera in the outfield that could zoom in on the catcher, yep. calling fastballs, right. yeah. so curveballs. So this is the, yeah. the, the, the stealing. The, they, they stole signs, right. yep. and they had, and then they had this system worked out where they would bang on a trash can actually back behind the thing, and it would yep. just tell them if it was going to be an off-speed pitch or okay. a fastball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so they no, cheated, and so they That's cheated. cheated. And, That's and but here's the thing: it's a classic thing in baseball. You can try to steal signs. Yes. The right way. The right way. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, but there's an honor code. And, right. and actually, it's, it's written into the... It's just warf- warfare. I mean, if the catcher's just got his legs hanging wide open and he's, right. and he's, and like, he's like, flashing his sit, yeah. signs, man, it's free game. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. But, right. It, but you can't use technology. Binoculars. Binoculars yeah, and, and like technology. It's got to be naked yeah. eye, right? It's, it's considered, yeah. that's, that's just below okay. the belt. So you can steal the signs, yeah, yeah, which is how you do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, but they had this system worked out, and so yeah, they, they, they pretty much demonstrated it, and they they admitted it. They, they, and they, they fired the they, GM and yep. the uh, manager. Yeah, and that's so all, Dust, Dusty all. Baker is now in. He's okay. taking over oh, the Astros. He's taking over yeah. the Astros. He's got a clean house, but he's got his hands full because the Major League Baseball has like really I mean, I think a lot of people think they've like no players were penalized. Yeah, guess uh, I was going to add, and all of them were in on it, and they were all in on it because they were taking the sign. Yeah, but and, the players don't have enough power. 
you got to penalize the guy with the most power. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they went after. I mean, so they went after the responsible one because the managers knew about it. Did the Astros win something? They won the World Series. Oh, that's important. That's that's kind of what so they got. They got World Series rings. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like the Super Bowl and, but yeah. for baseball. And they got their cash got bonus. Yeah. They got their yeah. cash yeah. bonus. It's, it's kind of like the Super Bowl, but it's, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Message. <laughs> we got to be doing some evangelizing in here. Yep. We got some. Obviously, have some rank pagans in the house. <laughs> so, so, so they didn't get really penalized. They didn't no. get the championship taken okay, away well, from well, them. That was bad, you know. Okay, they thing. fired a GM. Yep. None of the players got penalized. And so Pete Rose right now, who's banned. For life from the league is like, hey guys, that was worse than what I did yeah, for for gambling yeah. on games. But he yeah. only gambled on this team, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, to win. Yeah, but that's to the win. thing. But but that's the thing. So so the the suspicion is has been that the Astros players are getting hit at a higher rate, and they've you know, it's it's it at least initially seems like oh that's kind of that's kind of high. It turns out that uh, all players there's actually been an epidemic of of players getting hit this last week. Okay. Ast- Astros actually have the highest. Yeah. It's preseason. Yeah. The pitcher's arms are a little wild, <laughs> but yeah. it, it's actually like the whole the, the whole league yeah. has a higher number of hit by pitches. Yeah. Do you think this is a media but, thing than right. usual? The media's focusing in on they're the playing, Astros. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, there's like blood, there's a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, 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 but here's the thing: is if this keeps up, like they out. keep getting beaned. Well, I, I think what they're doing is they're trying to do a coronavirus thing in the MLB. Ooh. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. Fun. What do you mean by yeah. that? Well, I, I mean I think a whole bunch of that coronavirus stuff is way overblown. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, and and because it's a story, and it, it'll get people to yeah. get scared. But, and maybe we can get the Dow Jones Industrial Average to dive. And then maybe we can get you to do whatever maybe, we want. And yeah. then maybe Trump will be blamed for it all. Oh, yeah, that yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I my, do blame Trump for the Astros controversy. Well, my dad has a just deal. for the record, <laughs> I blame Trump. Elizabeth my, Warren's my, blaming Trump for the coronavirus right now. I blame think, Trump also for global warming. Yep. Yeah. Why, yeah. And climate injustice. But do you think are they getting hit more than anybody else? One, yeah, I think one or two more pitches more. That's it. One or two more pitches it's, more. It's, it's not. I wouldn't say. I would say it's a. It's an anomaly, but it's not statistically enough of one to, to show a, 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 a it's not, not a story. It's not a big enough gap to too make early, a story out of it. So you're saying if they got yeah. hit six times more, what's, what's the number before you say, okay, that's a problem? I actually don't know the statistics well enough to know that. But, but how, do, how do you know that they are not saying, well, since everybody's getting hit, let's make sure we hit them? Well, I, I wouldn't doubt it, actually. Yeah. Right, right. I, I, um, I mean, there were, people, uh, there were people tweeting, baseball Major League Baseball players was tweeting that the Astros need to watch their backs. Okay, so we know that there's already been threats. On so there. there's, there's been threats. There's a target. Okay, yeah. so, and, and they are, and, and a bunch of major league baseball players are upset. So I saw the numbers, and I still think that it's odd that, that that's happening. Yeah. Okay. And well, if there's been a, num- a number of threats. A number of people are upset with, the, with the commissioner, to to. and then you, and then it's you know, it's just like how many people got hit by pitches? Yeah. Oh, the Astros are at the top of the list. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But yeah. well, I'm saying is, if this keeps up and they keep getting hit, and and the averages or the the the, the hits actually increase because of what happened. Um, I, I if I was one of those players that keeps getting hit, I would just start a fight every time I got hit by pitch. Oh, that's this, how, this is baseball, because, not hockey. All right, I know, yeah, yeah. well, no baseball. That's really you, can, you, can, you can charge the mound here <laughs> because <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can charge the mound. No, I I was a pitcher. I've been charged. I'll, <laughs> I'll charge. I'll charge yeah. right back at you. It is like, not, hey, it's not like it's not like hockey at all. Yeah, but you know what though? I, I know it's not like hockey. I know there's rules of engagement. You get kicked out, and I can charge the just I can charge the mound. Yeah, no, just but this is this is because I keep getting hit. This no. is the environment you create when you don't have justice. Exactly. That's right. You create That's anarchy exactly. when yeah. someone. I just when no, you no, up. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that <laughs> from the Baptist. Uh, so when you don't have true justice, it is not got people are figure I'm going to get it one way or the other. Yeah, and it's going to get it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so one of the things that can happen right now is that you know they can say you know what we need to maybe step back and repent. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. 
We need to take. And you know what? Do you think all the players should have been kicked out too? No, no, no. Fired. Yeah. Well, you like know the what? No, you the... lose. You, you lose your championship. Yeah. You lose your championship because you didn't earn it. Yeah. You didn't earn it. Yeah. So it's you not yours. Yeah. You cheated to get yeah, it. Well, that, that's what a lot of people are saying. A lot of people are saying that the Major League Baseball commissioner has gone completely soft on them. Didn't yeah. punish them. Didn't punish them. And didn't revoke the the thing that they won. And so blood uh, is look, blood is inescapable. Exactly. They're going to get it. This is why the fact that we are not executing justice, at least on uh, murderers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what do you get? You get more murder. You get more murder. Yeah, right. um, yeah. But if you strike the fool, uh, the simple learn wisdom. That's right. Proverbs yes. says. And yeah. when and when ec- and when justice is executed speedily. Yes, yeah, swiftly. Um, justice prevails. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I, it's I, a deterrent. To so extent. this is and it's yeah. funny. Like you, can, it starts everywhere. If you let your kids. If my son says, hey, she keeps hitting me and I don't investigate and do a, right. a proper trial and right. make judgments, then he's going to figure out how to knock somebody's teeth right. out. So and, with, <laughs> and you got to do and you got to walk that tightrope. You got to do both. So you got to swiftly execute justice on your son. But you also have to make sure you your son good. could be a victim because yep. right. right. sister could be falsely do, accusing. Right. Do, so, yeah. Due diligence. That's right. yep. and, diligence. And, and two or three witnesses. So it's it's swift, but not at the cost of diligence. That's, that's right. right. Due yeah. process always. Amen. And it's a blessing for everybody. And yeah. it matters in everything. It doesn't even if right. it's baseball or not or at home right. or right. the courts. It's all you guys the same. are burnt out on politics. I can tell because you spent more time on the Astros. Uh, because uh, that's uh, more interesting than the Democratic debates. It's just a zoo. This is political. And religious. The end of secularism with Hunter Baker coming up next on Cross Politics. All right. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. Logos on Life School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Yes. Is my chair is my chair sinking? Your chair is sinking? It's Did sinking. you get the sinking chair? No, you just Y'all set me up. I traded you. Watch it. You got, <laughs> you're a guest. I traded out. Yeah, you're a guest. <laughs> hey, with us right now on the line is Dr. Hunter Baker, Dean of Arts and Sciences, also serves as university fellow and professor of political science at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. Give it up for Tennessee. Mm. I guess. Hey, we're going to be in Nashville. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up October. Uh, he is the author of three books, The End of Secularism, which I'm holding right here in my hand, 
Political Thought, A Student's Guide, and The System Has a Soul, and has contributed chapters to several others and has written for a wide variety of print and digital publications. He um, is also the winner of the 2011 Michael Novak Award, conferred by the Acton Institute, mm. and has lectured widely on religion and liberty. He's also now a, a fellow of the Acton Institute. And in addition to his work at Union, Baker serves as an associate editor of the Journal of Markets and Morality and is a contributing editor for Touchstone. Can Christians do that? Markets and Morality? Is a, it, we're going to find out in a second. Okay. Also a research fellow <laughs> of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission and is uh, the co-founder of the publication The City uh, and has now been on CrossPolitik. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Baker. The the greatest laurel of all there at the end. Yes. <laughs> well, you're so kind, sir. Yeah, stop it. Uh, <laughs> wait till the interview's over before you say that. <laughs> uh, so the first question is, is, are you wearing a bow tie right now? I am not. Oh, uh, I'm a little I, disappointed. No. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I have, I have the bow ties, but I, I generally try to play against the stereotypes. So I don't, man, I all don't the often pictures, wear the bow ties. all the pictures I saw you online though, you had bow ties. <laughs> See all the videos. Uh, there's just ties. like one. Okay. There's like one. <laughs> that's, I mean, <laughs> well, that's all of them. That's all of them. It, it's, it's, the, it's gone viral. Yeah. <laughs> I need I need a new photo because I've lost I don't know I've lost fifty or sixty pounds since that one. Okay, oh, how about all right. Thought. Okay, I, I deserve a new look. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I I just finished your book, The End of Secularism, and I'm very sorry that I haven't read it until mm. now. Mm. Um, actually, Pastor I appreciate Doug, that. Pastor Doug Wilson's been pushing this book for a while, and I feel very confident that if I had actually told him I hadn't read it yet, he would have given me that you know sort of. What's wrong with you? Sort of sad look. Like, I, yeah. You were the chosen one. <laughs> Just the fatherly. And look what you've done. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, so anyways, thank you so much for your, your work on this book. I don't know why it isn't more. Isn't blowing up. Isn't right blowing now. up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sir. I mean, it was. Well, it you know, it's, it's, it's been years. Uh, that was published in 2009. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I got a pretty good, I got a pretty good notice on it at the time. Um, okay. I, you know, I did a. Before the age of podcasts, really, I did a gazillion radio interviews and yeah. uh, had the the Christianity Today spread and stuff like that. Okay. So okay. it got attention. Okay, well, we're yeah. just we're just late to the party. Yeah. Um. But so, um. I wait, wait. Just... He had the Christianity Today spread. Yeah. Like, um. What do you think of Christianity Today now? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> you know, I it's I I am an unusual guy. Um. Here's what I would say. So I think I, I, if you could draw a Venn diagram, right, of people who really like Doug Wilson and people who really like Russell Moore, I may be like the one guy who is in the overlap uh, on that, well, this interview's on that over. diagram. You know, I'm the, well, I have I have appreciation, right? You know, for different people, and that, but you know, so like if you're asking me, do I agree with? Christianity Today, kind of in the in the editorial they did about Donald Trump, the answer to that is no. And I and I don't like uh, I don't like the people who are always upset that I'm not constantly denouncing Donald Trump's Twitter feed or you know mm-hmm. whatever else. I th- I think there are a lot worse things, you know, including millions of uh, unborn children whose lives have been taken, things like that, yeah. right. uh, to focus all of my attention on Donald Trump's intemperance. Uh, so that's kind of where I am. 
So I'm going to just jump right in and I'm going to use the, the TH word, theocracy. Mm. Uh, I just want to go right in. You just wonder why we didn't send you any All show right. notes Z- for the day. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so, so most people think of the, the, the theocracy word as basically Sharia law, the church blended into the state using uh, the sword of the state to impose and coerce moral values, religion, and so on. But of course, a lot of people have accused Calvin and many of the Puritans of being, you know, endorsing theocracy just for insisting that God's over the state as, as just a separate institution from the church. But so my, my question after reading your book is I, I want to know is, is theocracy in some sense inescapable? And why is the answer yes? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, a lot of times, first of all, I don't want to say theocracy is inescapable, but, but, uh, there, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of reason to think about that and to, to consider the, the strength of what you just said. Um, <clears throat> think about the word culture, right? What's the root word of the word culture? Cult. Cult. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, every, <laughs> every culture has a cult. Right. Uh, and you know, so for a long, long time in the West and, and for an extended period in the United States, Christianity has been the cult in mm. culture. Right. Um, and, and while that wasn't, um, you know, certainly within the last 50, 60 years, that hasn't been really official in any, in any serious sense. Uh, you have still had Americans and Westerners generally, and, and, and this is still happening totally unacknowledged kind of riding on the moral and spiritual capital of Christianity. Yep. So, so do we, have we lived in sort of a, you know, I might call it kind of an informal theocracy or theocracy light or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and are we experiencing the pain of a shift to the cultural worship of a different God? Also? Yes. Right. I yeah, mean, right. Uh, the the culture, the cult and culture is changing and uh, that turns a lot of us into heretics, uh, Pretty quick. which is not a fun place to be. Yeah. 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 We're, we're in the middle of getting uh, disciplined heavily right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I, I kind of expect an answer like that from somebody who can hold Doug Wilson and Russell Moore together. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, I, you know, because now That's I'm trying right. to. <laughs> so how is it escapable then? How can you escape theocracy? Right. Yeah. Well, just just in the sense that um, that it doesn't end up looking the way people think theocracy sure, would look. Sure. Right. Sure. I mean, um, they can't see. So, you it. know, and, and it's really there are so many ways to think about this. Like, um, if you go back, there's a really great book by Stephen D. Smith called "Pagans and Christians in the City," and he's kind mm. of talking about this transition. Hmm. Um, but he's talking about Rome, and when the Christian church emerges in Rome, the Romans are so annoyed because they do have kind of a theocracy, but it probably wouldn't feel to us the way we tend to think of it. I think when right. we think about theocracy, we think about an inquisition and careful doctrinal control and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, for them, paganism doesn't really have doctrine. Right. Mm-hmm. Paganism is not really about truth. There's not you're not really seeking the truth. It's more of a performative public participation kind of a thing. Right. Right. 
you know, we're just, we're just all doing this thing together and, and kind of, it gives a glow to nature and that's all good. And isn't it a civil religion? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yes. And, you know, kind of, it can be kind of lightly supernatural and and stuff like that, but they were so annoyed by the Christians because the Christians are insisting Jesus is Lord dot, dot, dot. And Caesar is not right. Right. Uh, and, and so from the Romans perspective, they're like, well, why can't you just be like everybody else? And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of have a place for Jesus in the pantheon one way or the other. Right. Right. Uh, and the, and the Christians are like, no, right. You know, and they're infuriated by that. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, that I would say they had a theocracy, but, but, you know, pretty loosely held, right. As long as you're willing to kind of give your pinch of incense or. Yeah, right. or say the right words at the right time, right? Yeah. Uh, but yes, I mean, so so is it is it inescapable in some broad sense? The answer is yes. Go, we got him. Got we him. got him. There it is. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll it was a little slow. You, you pressed me. You pressed me hard enough, Mister Prosecutor. Uh, you know, one of the things you do in your book, you t- you seem to chide Christians a little bit for considering secularism a religion. But then yeah. the way you kind of go on, you seem to kind of make the point that it is in some ways. And so, mm. I, well, well let, me, let me put it this way, okay? Secularism, if we just strictly define it, right? Now, uh, so I'm, I think I'm, this, unfortunately, I think I'm probably in my, my Doug Wilson, Russell Moore thing again. So secularism, if you strictly define secularism right okay all it means is is that we leave god out of it right that we Mm. that we do not have any religious consideration that is that is what secularism advertises itself as yeah um now if the question is uh does it end up getting transformed into something else then the answer is yes, right? I mean, it turns out, and this is this this goes back to that book I was telling you about. Unfortunately, I'm advertising somebody else's book. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> the part of the part of the point that he makes, and I think I would go with this, is that it turns out that nobody can live with that technical sterile secularism. Sure, it it is not sustainable, right? And so what happens is. And this is happening now, and this is part of what Stephen D. Smith says, is that the the secularists who thought that they could be completely neutral and um, kind of purely scientific, empirical, materialistic, they are finding that they cannot live with that because the conclusions of that are really severe mm-hmm. uh, and really bad for human beings. And they are they want something, they want to find some source of the sacred. But they're not going to find it in transcendent religion, right? Uh, with yeah. with God in authority, they're going to find it in some sort of imminent religion built built into nature somehow, something like that. And that's that's what's happening is that the secularism, the way that I talked about it in two thousand nine, is proving to be unsustainable and is falling apart. Right. And it, it seems like there's an element of you know secularists where there's kind of like you know like the old classical liberals where they believed in some sort of higher being. Most of them believed in God. Yeah. Most of them believed in God. They believed in some sort of 
um, you know, morality that we could all sort of agree on. They believed in, they they also yep. believed in a neutral turf. Um, but, but that's been just crushed. That's been abolished. That's gone. I mean, look at the democratic party. Now there's, I don't, I don't even know what kind of liberal you call them. Um, but the well, Christian, I, I think that, yeah, I think that classical liberalism, uh, really depended in important ways. And a lot of us have said this over time, classical liberalism depended in important ways on Christianity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, now this is actually a debate that we have within the ERLC. Um, uh, one of my fellows on the ERLC, uh, you know, another guy is Paul Miller um, okay. at Georgetown. And when I make the argument that Christianity, one way or the other, is probably necessary for the sustainability of liberalism, um, Paul disagrees. Paul is like, uh, you know, no, liberal democracy is like an app, and you can just copy the app. Uh, And my response to that is, well, how's that working out in Afghanistan, right? I mean (laughs) – that's, that's, or, or that's Iraq, the answer. Where we tried to copy uh, yeah, paste. Or Iraq, yeah. or, you know, right. or, and, and, you know, what's going to happen in China. Exactly. Right? I was say I mean, China. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you Hong know, Kong. I mean, we, we all had this, we all had this belief that if a culture um, reached a certain degree of economic sophistication, mm-hmm. uh, a certain degree of wealth, mm-hmm. that democracy and human rights would automatically follow. Right, and right. guess what? You take you take Christianity out of the, out of the equation, that doesn't necessarily happen. No, socialism follows. Well, look at Germany. I mean, they had wealth, right? Right. The morality yeah. of that wasn't so good. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, Germany, Germany is one of these countries that broke with its past, right? I mean, uh, broke yeah. very decisively with its past. You, you have somebody like Hitler – uh, who is pretty strongly influenced by, you know, a figure like Nietzsche yep. uh, and sees things. You know, I, I, a lot of people have this idea that Hitler was somehow tight with the Christians or something like that. And that's not really the case. Yeah. You know, he was he was trying to remake the Christian church into something else, mm-hmm. you know, something right. that is sort of based on on race and nation. And uh, you know, there's a great book called Pillar of Fire. Um I'm suddenly blanking on the guy's name, but he was a Jewish psychiatrist who converted to Christianity hmm. in Germany. Wow. And uh, his view of the Nazis was was that they viewed Christianity as this ridiculous desert religion, you know, this mysterious desert religion they had no truck with at all. Hmm. Was that Taylor Branch? Is that who you're thinking of? No, uh, it's Carl... Carl Stern. Carl Stern. Carl okay. with a K. Carl yeah. Stern, yeah. All right. So one of the things I think is particularly helpful about um, your work here is I, I liked how you traced particularly American history and the American yeah. story and made a strong case. I think maybe the strongest case I've read, honestly, about the goodness of the original doctrine of the separation of church and state, the yeah. first the First Amendment. Yes. Um, yes. And, and the idea that it's a protection for the church. Um, and, and you, you run through the, uh, the, um, was it, is it Sweden, uh, where, uh, you know, the church, yes, the, the department of God. Yeah. The, and so, you know, the establishment yeah. of the church, um, it actually the founding fathers saw that as basically, you know, uh, the leeches, uh, it, it's the cancer. It's, yes. um, it's the thing that they'll get the hooks in the church and it will ultimately suck the life out of the church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I've seen that a little bit here and there, but I thought your work in there was, was phenomenal and helpful in connecting a bunch of those dots. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I am. I am so thankful for the separation of church and state. I mean, you could imagine kind of an an alternate history of the United States where kind of the mainline churches became the the established church, right? Right. And they and they'd be thrilled with that, right? And and they would all be thrilled to change the understanding of human sexuality and still have the uh, the treasury collecting the tithes and Ooh. you know yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah. You know, pastors pastors as bureaucrats with a pretty great job and a pretty great pension. Mm. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, you know, they're, <laughs> they're yeah. totally, they're totally domesticated. It, it seems, right? it seems to me exactly. No, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm all there. It seems to me that what we had at the, the founding and for maybe, you know, a hundred and I don't know, 40 years or something was sort of an informal, um, recognition, yes. uh, that, um, of sort of a product, a generic Protestantism. Um, right. and, and my question is, is, um, what do you, I mean, we don't want to call that the establishment of yep. pr- Protestantism, a- a- but at the same time, it really, there was a, uh, I mean, you, you note the Supreme, the famous Supreme court ruling and what it was, I can't remember which one yeah. it was in the end of the 19th century where they say we are a Christian nation. Yeah. Um, you have, right. you know, presidents calling for days of prayer to the triune God, the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you have, you know, even, you know, Sundays are off in the constitution and, mm-hmm. You know, things yeah, like that that yeah. recognize a sort of informal uh, Protestantism, which seems to me necessary. Back to your point with your, your inter uh, uh, your, your your discussion with your, um, your your fellow there about um, it seems to me that that's necessary for the kind of principled pluralism uh, that that we want. Um, but that's actually a, fu- a, 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 um, a Christian value. You don't get that um, from. Uh, some other place, you get it from Protestantism. Protestantism is what actually argues for a certain kind of principle, pro- um, pluralism. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, even more so than when I wrote that book, I have an appreciation for how strongly uh, what you might call scriptural Protestantism mm. influenced the course of the West. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's if you think about the Reformation and the printing pr- printing press and the massive literacy project of the reformers uh, and the vernacular Bibles, yeah. um, I, I really think that that developed a super strong sense of of kind of constitutionalism and, and human rights and democracy. You know, the famous saying, I can't remember if I have it in that book, I have it elsewhere, Um that the plowboy with scripture on his side right. is superior to a prelate, a church official, yeah. right? Yeah. With scripture on your side, right? The idea that there is some authoritative source uh, to which you can look to settle a dispute, and it's not just a matter of human power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just think, my, I guess maybe the question I'm asking is, at one point when you're talking, you, you, you walk through the deconstruction that Stanley Fish does, um, of yeah. you know, sort of the secularizing of secularism, and then he comes out the other side and says, "So I think Christianity should just push for full hegemony." And that's right. And and and, and, and you kind of you know you sort of balk at that slightly. But my question is: is if Protestantism, tr- a true understanding of Protestantism, pushed for hegemony, wouldn't that actually result in a principled pluralism? <sighs> well, it's a good question. It it a lot of it. I kind of want to. I kind of want to go with the founders here a little bit, yeah. uh, and I and I think that 
One thing, I, if I didn't say it there, I said it more fully in a Touchstone article um, called The Soul of Liberty, okay. um, and which also appears in a book called The System Has a Soul, that I really think that one of the things that forms America early on uh, constitutionally is a deep skepticism toward human beings with power. Oh, yeah. And and so, you know, if you look if you look at political theory so often and, and, and political movements and revolutions and so often we're asking who has the power, who has the power, who has the Edward, you know, constantly battling over that. Who's going to have it? Right. Mm-hmm. But to me, what happened with the founders that was different is they didn't say just who has the power. They said how much power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much? Right. 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 And and when you start asking that question, then hegemony is not really the thing to be aimed at. Yeah, I, I guess my point is just right. That, you know, that the, limitation, though, humility. Yeah, it seems to me though that that's 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 the way of Jesus. Though Jesus says, you know, that the you know, if yeah. you will be great in the kingdom, you become the servant of all. I mean, he he's the one right. inverting those categories, and so that's why I guess I guess I wonder though if the founding of America actually was one of the most the clearest expressions of a truly christian hegemony it's it's ironic in a sense because you're right it's a displacement of power but that was the, that's the way of jesus it's a limitation of power and, yeah. and i know that maybe that would be confusing to some to say it that way right. but i just wonder if that was actually protestantism and it's full-blown was saying right don't give right. people too much power yeah. right let's separate it yeah, I get that. I think I think that's right. I mean, certainly, if you read the Federalist Papers, um, a lot of that's what's going on. You read um, read Alexander Hamilton and, and mm-hmm. Madison, and uh, you you have this sense of the problem of faction. Now they call it faction, right? We could we could call it the problem of sinfulness, <laughs> right? That yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, original that, sin. That, that our our passions become inflamed, and we. And we seek to aggregate in numbers and to to kind of have our way, yep. right? Yep. And actually, and actually, uh, gosh, we could go back to Augustine on this as well, yeah. because yeah. Augustine talks about how uh, sin results in our prideful desire to dominate, right? right? And so, so we call it justice when we get our way. Mm. But actually, actually, it may not be justice at all, right? right? You know, that's that's just sort of our own self-interested view exactly. of what justice is, Man. right? And so, again, that sort of humility uh, about how much power I really need to have and how much I really need to dominate others. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but but look, one thing that I that I say more and more to people is, you know, yes, we're a constitutional democracy or a constitutional democratic republic, but Increasingly, I feel like the most important thing I can say to people politically is, is that we're a democracy inside a monarchy, mm. right? Oh, monarchy man. being Christ, Uh-oh. right? Amen. That that that. Oh, <clears throat> I read. We going theocracy stuff here. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. This. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I read. <clears throat> I read. You know, you guys. You guys are more theologically trained than me. I'm a politics guy, <laughs> but I read. I read Kings and Chronicles, you know, and, yeah. and, and the miserable story of the, you know, kind of Kings of Israel, mm. right? Uh-huh. Yep. Which yep. is a pretty bad story throughout. Yep. 
Uh, and, and, you know, and it begins with that warning, right? I mean, uh, first Samuel eight, you have this pretty substantial warning from God about about what the problems of having the King are. And then you have this miserable history that follows. And, you know, I kind of read that as a, you know, as a Christian layperson reading the scripture. And what I say to myself is the message here is there's only one King worthy of the name. Mm. Amen. Right. Mm. That's in, Jesus Christ. That's the Russell Moore party. That's the most significant. <laughs> this is the most significant. This is the most significant political statement we can make. Yeah, and you know, I right. just I think that we need to remind people of that over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I. I, we could just keep going. But, but actually, since we don't have all day to talk to you and you don't have all day to talk to us, we are going to wrap up with this last question. I'm going to shoot three of them at you, okay. which I should never do ever. But what is Machiavellianism? Is Trump a Machiavellian president? And are you going to vote for him as a Machiavellian president? <laughs> uh, yeah, Machiavelli is he is different. Um, he kind of is a break from the tradition of political philosophy, because before Machiavelli, mostly people are trying to ask what is the good, right? How do we pursue the good? Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Machiavelli, it's more like how winning. do you win? How winning. do you win? Right? I'm winning. Yes. So so much winning, right? Yes. That's right. We're winning every day. So so uh, so is Trump Machiavellian? The answer is yes. We we live in a totally Machiavellian political culture, right? I mean, if you if you look back to Plato. Plato hates the sort of the sophists, you know, who are who are who are using philosophy for personal gain. Right. These guys are these guys are mercenaries of argument and he hates them, you know, and and he and he talks about the way they deceive the public and they use all these psychological tricks. Well, in our day, we look at the people who do that and we praise them. Yeah, yeah. We, we uphold these people as heroes, right? You know, oh, you're some awesome spin doctor or something. <laughs> Whereas for Plato, these people were contemptible, yeah. right? Uh, but our entire political culture is that. So so mm. is Trump part of that? He is. Uh, now, with regard to my own personal preference, I, you know, I'll say it to my ruin, but I've said it before. I prefer him to the alternative. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, that's where I end up. I, as, as much as I'm not crazy about him, uh, I am – uh, ten times worse, more horrified by the left right now. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so you know, I, I guess I, I guess I vote like a realist, pragmatic realist. So, so Plato wouldn't like Russell more then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so mean. That's, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that's, uh, the, I, that's good, man. Hey, Hunter, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was a great having you on the you. show. Please go get this book, The End of Secularism by Hunter Baker. It is a great book, and you need to have it in your library. More Cross Politic when we come back. Uh, please don't tell Russell I said that. <laughs> I did not commit suicide. <laughs> At Logos Online School, we believe learning should be accessible. Homeschooling shouldn't stop you from staying connected. Enjoy classmates from across the United States and the whole world, coming at you four days a week and 32 weeks a year. We believe learning should be engaging, a group of like-minded students who love God and their classmates. Learning should also be customized, with more than 50 different classes offered throughout the day. Take one class or join us full-time. We believe learning should be inspired. Our knowledgeable instructors enthusiastically engage the students. The goal? Hearts that love learning. 
Lastly, learning should be affordable. Committed to making Christian education reasonable for all families. From $620 per class for an entire year to $2,232 per year for full-time students. The best option on the market. Join us at Logos Online School. You gotta check your. Uh, I know what happened there. We don't want to see that. It went backwards. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, we're. <laughs> we no are more debates. So we're done. Debates. No more. Oh my goodness. Can we not do any more debates until they figure out who the nominee is? I think they're done. Because Super Tuesday is probably gonna determine oh, yeah. roughly what's gonna Come happen. Up, so we're though. done. Yeah. I think. I, I don't know. Oh, Welcome back to Cross Politic. We are really grateful to have with us in the studio today, Joel Webin. Joel Pastor. Is, Joel. Yeah, is the Webin. pastor? I was yeah. gonna say that. I just Church in San Diego, California. Husband to Megan, who's also in the hey. studio. Father Megan. of Olive and Ruth, and also the author of the book "Am I Truly Saved?" A study through First John. Oh, now, now you got it. Uh, well, now he you, had it. Now before. you got it. Um, which was he pointed out to us right before the show is is has been endorsed both by by Ben Merkel, yeah. president of New St Andrews College, and Justin. Peters found a feet. Quite a feat. Yeah, that's good. And, and with guys. the forward by Costi Hinn. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 how about that? All wow, hanging wow. out with and, all the cool people. And <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to take away from my point. <laughs> I got two Presbyterians all, and two Baptists. That's right. All, hey. all club members. <laughs> We're going to be in a drawing for ten of these, but nine of these books, ten of these books. Are there any Lutherans in the committee? (laughs) (laughs) This segment is brought to you by New St. Andrews College. Mm. New St. Andrews is a post-secondary education. It's it's a uh, a, it has both a undergraduate degree and master's degrees. Um, They aim to provide young men and women with the highest quality undergraduate graduate education in liberal arts and culture from a distinctively Christian and Reformed perspective to equip them to live. Lives of faithful service to the triune God and his kingdom Amen. and to encourage using their gifts for the growth of Christian culture. Amen. They got some godly we training, training leaders. Training leaders. Every, training leaders. My every, wife and I toured the school with Gabe yesterday. Oh. We just got to figure out where we're going to send our kids. You know, we got like 18 years to figure it out, but <laughs> New St. Andrews, top of the list. You, you, you baptize those kids yet? Um, yeah, we're going to baptize them just right when the Bible tells us to. So, <laughs> so they're baptized already. <laughs> Just wondering. Fair enough. Hey, hey, we talked about this. We I did. think I got the sign off line. I, I got it. Really? When we're ready. Oh, I, if well, if you'll give me the no, chance. No, go ahead. Let yeah, me okay. Hear it. So, all right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, train them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Uh-huh. And when they made a credible profession of faith, then uh, baptize them. Oh. <laughs> Is that it? Go Can fight. Laugh. Where's that horn? Where's that horn? We'll work on that. All right. Well, we're going to next time. All right. I was close. I was so close. are we giving away the book first? Uh, no. Uh, well, so next week we'll do a drawing for uh, oh, cool. members. Why cool. are you telling me we're doing a drawing? Yeah, I haven't set it up. I got to do it. I got to set it up. All right. Never time. mind. I didn't have time. Okay. okay. So, uh, Joel, um, what is wrong with you? Mm. That's basically the question we Besides have. Besides being Baptist? No. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> why? You're a pastor. Oh. Right. In, in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. What's, Isn't that illegal? What's wrong with you I people? I think that's illegal. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, well, who so, sent I, you so there? Just not that long ago. Well, I, my stupidity sent me there. Um, God's providence <laughs> through yeah. the means of, of your stupidity. my stupidity. Yeah. Kind of like right. Jonah. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Jonah did awesome <laughs> things in the sovereignty of God, and the agency that God used in His right. mercy was Jonah's stupidity yeah. and bitterness. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so is it pretty? How, how's the culture out there? It's what tough. It? So all right. So let me give you a quick story. So yeah. uh, this was a few months ago. We were doing a membership interview with one of our uh, children. Let's just not go there, Chalk Knox. Let's just not do. So, all right. So we're like, so we're doing, Tell you know, getting more. her ready, getting her ready to be baptized, and we don't uh-huh. baptize people just into Christ. How old? We baptized. Uh, she's not nine at the time. Did uh-huh. you give all and of so, a membership interview when she came to your family? <laughs> just let's just not let's just not do it. Let's not do it. Okay. All right. Let's just not do it. All right. So so we're doing the membership interview with one of, one yeah. of the children of our parents, and because uh, because if we're gonna baptize her, we're gonna not just baptize her into Christ, but into the church, and so she's gonna be a member. Right. And so we're doing the interview, talking about what it means to follow Jesus, be a member in the church, baptism, the Lord's Supper, the whole nine yards. And we're doing it. And this was another stupidity on, on my part. But um, we're doing it. Me and another elder, her father and her, the, the, the young lady, nine years old, at a coffee shop. And we thought, we're, we're safe here. False. No. No. So the, what, what was seen was three adult men and a girl. Now, what, now girl. the Three the adult men. One is her father. Two of her are her pastors. Right, right. right. It's 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 yeah. good. So we have a woman who's like literally taking pictures on her cell phone, walking around us, taking pictures, and then she does her big, bold, you know, lion-hearted confrontation. You know, he, I'm a woman. Hear me roar. I love children. Are you safe? Blink twice if right. you are. Yeah, pretty much. She's just like I can tell this is a cult, and I said, yeah, it's it's the the most successful <laughs> cult in all of human history. Two thousand years running. It's called Christianity. Where this is her dad. <laughs> Leave us alone. Yeah. Leave us alone. She, I'm going to report you. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, yeah. go for that. Yeah, go for. Oh, but from now I, on, I'm sure when you told her it was the most successful cult in history, yeah, well, she I was did, like, "Oh, yeah. never mind, <laughs> never mind." It's great. Oh, in that case, <laughs> so, you eased my but, concern. But we learned. So from now on, we do w- with children. We do our membership interviews yeah. in the parents' home. No, no, no. I think you um, go yeah. baptize your kids if you ask. But maybe, maybe, maybe you have a chance for worldwide evangelism because something might break out because of that. So you know, yeah, you, maybe, you never know. Maybe you take the opportunity. Yeah, you never know. Like count it all joy. If you get a stage, right? You know, yeah. no, the you're police right. come. You're right. We'll take the press. Come, and, we'll take the press. <laughs> yeah. So not only are you in it up to your neck, mm-hmm. I mean, just culturally, mm-hmm. um, you've talked to us a little bit about um, how this has even touched home with you in your own family. Yeah. So, so yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. us a little bit about this. All right. So uh, last Christmas, so this would be Christmas uh, 2018, a little, about a year and a half ago, um, my, my brother, so I'm the oldest of four. I was adopted. And then uh, whatever was my parents can conceive, whatever was broke, got fixed because, you know, I got two little brothers and a baby sister. All right. So I'm the only adopted one. The rest are biological. Uh, this is the um, my youngest brother. So it's me. And then it's, you know, brother, brother, sister. Yeah. So my youngest brother, he came out and uh, and announced to the family this last Christmas that he is a woman and that he's transgender. Mm. And um, and it was painful, devastating. Um, at the same time, I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm going to be real. So I I don't want to just, Oh, my, my heart, you know, just breaking. And I I don't want to be dishonest about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the reality is my heart already broke a long time ago Mm. because this didn't come out of nowhere. That's right. Yeah. So, so my heart broke when I, when I saw very clearly uh, in his politics, in his worldview, in, in the church he was choosing to attend very liberal false church. In all those ways, like it was very clear that he wasn't following Jesus for years before right. this. Right. That's when my heart broke. Yeah. So this was, yeah. in, in a way, this was like, yeah, that makes sense. 
Okay. Yeah, I see that play. So you yeah. aren't surprised necessarily. Huh? I, it's a strategic play. I got to give him props. In, in, mm. in why, do you, why do you say that? What? It's a strategic <laughs> play. So that, so he came out. I'm I'm a woman. Um, now I I use this as a chance to preach the gospel to my brother. Yeah. Um. So I I spent about 20 minutes talking about you know transgenderism and and mainly asking him questions because I wanted pastorally I wanted to learn. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, what, I'm a pastor. What was he thinking? That's right. Yeah. I'm a pastor who. I, now all of a sudden, my I, I'm a pastor who has a brother who's transgender, yeah. and so I'm I'm going to take that opportunity to learn, um, and 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 figure out some things that that you know, educate myself on yeah. on this, yeah. And uh, then then the rest of this two hour conversation, the lion's share of it was um, just encouraging him that uh, that he is going to hell, and just encouraging mm-hmm. him, loving him, encouraging him that he's not a Christian, and uh, and first and foremost, it's not because he's transgender. He's not a Christian because he denies That's the right. gospel of That's Jesus right. Christ. And so talking about what is the gospel. And so we had a really this good is conversation. A, this is a symptom, a massive yeah, symptom exactly. of this the problem. The, it's yeah. the outflow. Right. And it, and it is the logical outflow. Right. It, yeah. it is. So my brother's not an anomaly. Mm. Yeah. He just, my brother just has the courage to do what logically makes sense for those who reject the lordship of Christ. Well, connect well, the dots. Yeah. Why, why, is, why, is it, why is that logical? logical? That's, well, it's. It's logical because people want power. And if you're not submitted to the power, the lordship, the kingship of Jesus, then you want to be king. And you're going to be looking for any avenue you can find in order to, to gain So that. you're saying theocracy is inescapable. So how does transgenderism give you power? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked. Um, so my brother is a white male. Right, and he's a white, minority. White males, <laughs> no, he is now. He's not, he's not a minority. Now, minorities is so funny with that. You don't actually minority. You would think it's it's the the minority in terms of of numbers of the population, but women are minorities, and there's actually more women than men. So we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. They're but, an uh, oppressed group, brother. Please, that's please, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not bother us with the truth. Let's not. Yeah, let's <laughs> not go there. But anyways, so my brother is a white male, and um and and this is what he told me. It was really really helpful, really helpful. And my brother just I want I want to say my brother incredibly if he ever listens to this i want him to know um incredibly gifted incredibly intelligent i mean certifiable genius okay a lot smarter than i am yeah um he challenges me when i go home every christmas i can find out like if i'm really qualified for my role okay. uh, because i go home and both of my brothers just just they destroy me with their yeah. arguments they're genius mm-hmm. genius and the only reason i have a chance of winning is i can't compete with their intellect the only reason i can win is because i just have the right position. Yeah, the right. Truth. But yeah, yeah. 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 So like, but I gotta Praise give, God, I gotta right. give them props. Like they're taking a, like a, a, a terrible, stupid position and still sometimes beat me in some battles. So that's impressive. You don't understand gravity, but you believe in gravity. Right. You uh-huh. that, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. So, so the reason why it's a strategic play and why there's power to be found there is because white males, you know, um, that's, that's the, you know, that's the oppressive regime. And, yeah. but now my brother's a woman. And and not just a woman, but but he's a transgender woman, and and so with I all the to, biological male parts, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and and he's now he's in an extreme minority group, you know, simply by and all he had to do was just carry a purse, uh-huh. paint his nails, wear yeah. a dress, right? You know, and so now th- this was so insightful. Uh, it was really helpful, and I'm very grateful that he was willing just to be honest with me and have this conversation. He didn't have to talk to me. So I seriously, I do want to commend him. I'm not being sarcastic. I mean yeah. this. Thank you yeah. for, for talking to me. Absolutely. And yeah. so uh, one of the things he said was, I said, well, when, when did you first decide you were a woman? You know, because I grew up with him. I mean, the, the dude's playing video. There was nothing yeah. female. You know, as he, he didn't grow yeah. up playing with dolls when he was five. Yeah. He was right. playing video games, running around outside. He's yeah. you're pretty, pretty normal much, boy. Normal boy. That's right. 
Uh, and so, you know, talking to him, like, when did you start feeling like a woman? And he said, well, that's not the way it works. Because he didn't use this word, but this is what it is. He's being discipled. Mm. He's being discipled. So he lives uh, in San Francisco. Okay. Shocker. The environment helps. Shocker, oh. Right. The yep. environment. Oh. So he's being discipled by the community there. And uh, and he was instructed and discipled by by the priest of that community that um that that you, you don't start carrying a purse because you feel like a woman. What what happens, step one is you just simply feel not like a woman, but you feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. You feel like something's missing. So then you carry a purse and then you see if that if that, that fills the void. That helps. Right. So it's not I feel like a woman, so I carry a purse. Is I feel like something's missing. Mm. So let's try out, let's just do a trial run so on being a woman yeah. and see if that fills the void. So it's kinda of like sifting for power. Yeah, it's sifting for meaning. Mm. It's sifting for meaning. Right. And and if I'm gonna sift for meaning, satisfaction, significance, and there happens to be something in our culture right now that, that yeah. has power, then let's go ahead and grab Put those two. But, but I think I'll connect yeah. the dots even further because you said it, we naturally, in our fallen state, want to be God. That's right. And so, what's the thing that's missing? I'm not God. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, if you're yeah. in your sins and you're fall, I mean, you're, the problem is, is that you're not God. You're not Lord. Right. right. And so you want. So I think both of them are true. I think it's yeah. You're, you're, right. you're looking you're right. for the fulfillment and uh, the, the, power. the meaning. Yeah. yeah. But in the fallen state, that meaning and that fulfillment is necessarily yeah. tied to yeah, how yeah, can yeah. I get the maximum so, power? Yeah. So you're looking to be God. You're also looking, I love R.C. Sproul always said this. He said like when, anytime he was evangelizing somebody who wasn't a, a Christian, you know, they go back and forth and R.C. Sproul would use his classical apologetics and things yeah. like that. And, and maybe so, I think it's presupposition, but some classical, yeah. uh, you know, apologetics. closet presuppositionalist. <laughs> That's right. And it, but eventually it would come down to this. If the person wasn't, if they weren't willing to bend, then eventually it would come down to one question. What do you do with your guilt? Yep. And, and so I think, it, yeah, it's a play for power. It's a play for, like, I, I don't have God, so I need to be God. But it's also a way of atonement. It's a way of dealing yep. with That's your right. guilt. So, so, yeah. here, so let, let me just spell it out. So here's the deal. So I, I'm a young man, all right, in this hypothetical scenario. I'm a young man, and, uh, and I've made a lot of mistakes, right? And, and, not, and mistakes is, is really— uh, You've got a lot of guilt. That's right. Yeah, I've got uh, it's, mistakes. Is is churching it up? I, I've sinned. I, I have hurt people. I have advocated uh, responsibility. Yeah. Right. So, so one of the best things I could do is just is just go back in time, make a decision now that goes back in time and shifts my entire narrative to where, hey, you know what the problem was? The problem wasn't me abdicating responsibility. The the, the problem wasn't me sinning against God, sinning against others, making mistakes. The problem is, um, well, really, it's it's God's fault. <laughs> because God made a mistake when I was born right. with my gender, right? God, God right. misassigned me. Yeah. You know, you're I a mean, victim. God's got a lot going on, you yeah. know, and, and you can't expect him to get it right all the time. And you slapping those labels. Right. You know, I'm a female, woman born male, in a male right. body. It, that, right. And so, so that's it. It's a false process of regeneration. Right. Right. Because it's I, being born again yeah. through this process, becoming yeah. a, a woman. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're right. Oh, it is. It is the liberal. It, it's the it's the regeneration, regeneration equivalent. The difference being though that he's the victim. You know, right, the, the, right. the, the person who's making this transition says, "I'm the victim." Right. Of this cosmic this binary ac- construct accident and yeah. these binary constructs and patriarchalism yeah. and all the rest of it. Right. And so I'm being born again. That's right. As this yep. victim. That's right. And so what's missing? Well, I would say the 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 answer Sunday school. You know, like the answer is always you know. Jesus, um, but but maybe a little bit more specific than that. Like this, well, something's missing, so I'll carry a purse and see if that you know fixes the problem. What's missing ultimately was his masculinity. What what was missing mm. was his manhood, and and I don't want to detach that from Jesus because Jesus is the God Man. Right, right, right. right, right. He's the God Man. Right. And so so yes, Jesus was missing, but but 
Jesus more specifically and in, in, in the in the godly masculine manhood that, that this this my brother this young man he is a man whether he likes it or not it was meant to portray mm. and and so because that masculinity was missing because although he was at, at a young age um, a boy a normal boy playing video games playing outside um, he he is just he's a little smaller he's a little more scrawny he wasn't um, he he just wasn't he wasn't your your typical surface level alpha male right yeah. the facial hair fixing cars you know sure. bow hunting yeah. that kind of stuff and 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 i think i think part of what was missing is like all right like it's like bruce jenner you know like it's it's at, at some level it's like all right if i can't compete in in this realm well then i'll just right and I'll you wind switch. up with a 30 year old girlfriend which is what bruce jenner has right well what's right. interesting about that is you know um i have so many questions right now with your family like I got a lot of questions. Yeah, too. I know you do too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. um, well, now you brought up Bruce Jenner, kind of changed my whole trajectory. Sorry, sorry. But, but no, but with Bruce, he's, you know, he's still. This is what's so confusing about it. he's still functioning and acting in the same way, like because he's still attracted to women, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so he still has this desire to be with a woman. So not all of his senses, uh, he hasn't been completely desensitized I, I, it's in one play. sense. I, it's a play. I think. I think most transgender, right? You know. Men who are dressing up like girls. Right. Men who are dressing yeah, like exactly. women. It's, they, it's they're a complicated still, way of just saying but I'm dressing st- like a woman. But they're still sleeping with women. That's right. Yeah. Right. right. That's and, right. They're um, keeping they're keeping their male parts. And, that's right. Yeah. yeah and, and yeah, I mean, very few of them go through with the surgery. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Because it's not genuine. And, 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 and the ones who do go through with the surgery, sadly, uh, their their lives they are fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide rates. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, I mean, that, that's I mean, when you are going to the very core of who God made you, I mean, you, you exist right. as a human being. As a man or a woman. Yes. And when you deny that, you are already in the process of basically denying your own existence. That's right. I mean, that whole trans move is already a suicidal move. Yes. You're saying, I reject who God made me to be. I reject me. I reject me. And so when you go through with that Mm -hmm. and you find the dead end of that, rejecting that, then literally the only thing left really is to end your life. That's right. But you were already doing that. I mean, and all, all sin is suicidal. Yeah. Yes. All, yes. all sin is turning away right. from the life giving God. Because the wages of sin, sin is volitional and the wages right. of sin is death. And wisdom, so if yeah. sin is volitional, the wages of so, sin is death and it is suicide. That's wis- a proper and, term. And Proverbs yeah. says all who, um, all who hate me love, love death. death. That's right. You know, so they, they love death. They're trying to find life in death. Yeah. But if you turned away from God, who is the God of all existence and all that's left is death. Yeah. All that's left is darkness. You look at our you look at our culture, and I mean, I I grew up in Texas, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties. I mean, I can't believe how far we've come, and yeah. just in my lifetime, with our immorality. Uh, I was just listening to Ezekiel um, this morning while I was getting ready uh, to come in the studio, and humble brag, and Ezekiel sixteen <laughs> hashtag Bible reading, yeah. Hashtag I was in my little uh, nook in my house. <laughs> no. Did you take a picture of it? And I should have. I missed the it. coffee mug. Right. And and in Ezekiel sixteen, uh, Ezekiel is laying out the case that Israel and Judah um, are able to teach Sodom and Gomorrah a couple tricks. Mm. That Sodom and Gomorrah was they're so bad. They're yeah. so bad that Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. It even says. I think it even says that. Sodom and Gomorrah is more righteous than you. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is, and, and then, and then he says uh, to Israel and Judah, he, he, you know, using the imagery of a whore. Yeah. And he says, you're so bad. You don't even require money for your services. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 You're, you're paying for it. Yeah. You're, which is where yes. we are. Yes. You're paying yes. for it. Which exactly. is where we are. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, yeah. and I think there's similar things going that may go on. In, in, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we keep going down this, this cesspool, if we keep going down this toilet mm-hmm. uh, of cultural destruction, that God would say the same thing about America right. regarding like China. Yeah. Or yeah. Russia. China is yeah. better than you. Know, you. you know, yeah. Saudi Arabia right. has a few things, you know, it is right. more holy than you. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and, and, oh. and it's, but I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that's absolutely no, likely. Right. I want to just go back to the point you made about masculinity real yeah. quick. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I know we got to close. I know we got to yeah. finish right out of time. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is why it is so important for dads yes. to love yes. their sons. Yeah. And, and the thing I want to say here is that, that God made every man, every woman in his image mm-hmm. and sin is, as, has marred that image. And so all of us have the effects of the fall in our bodies Mm -hmm. and in our, in our hearts and in our souls. And so we're all distorted images of that, of that. But Christ came to remake all the images and to remake us. We are new creatures in Christ, which means we're new men and new women. Mm -hmm. And, and, but that is, it's so, so important for fathers in particular to communicate that to their children. And I would say maybe even particularly to the, to them, to the boys that God's given you who don't right. have all the alpha right. male who, who are little characteristics, yeah, yeah. who are weaker, who are more yeah. interested in computer programming, right. who, exactly. who, who want to write poetry or whatever. Right. Like, and teaching them how to be men in those That's callings right. That's is right. That's really right. important. Yes. Yes. And, and of course, sometimes it means, yeah, make sure your boy needs to go play lacrosse or he needs yeah. to go play hockey. But yeah. Like masculine poetry. But, masculine computer but, software right. design. But, but, Mas- we, like, but when we emphasize masculinity, yes, we mean that it means you take responsibility. It right. means that you are, you must be assertive where God requires you to be assertive. Right, you yeah. must be a yeah. man in that sense. Yeah. But we know that David was the greatest poet. David right. cried and loved Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we know that Jesus was was a man, but he had a heart of compassion. Yes, it's it's boldness, it's toughness, it's strength, but yeah. it also has a myriad of applications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and and. Godly men need to know that without softening anything that the Bible says mm-hmm. and say, son, you can be a man in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and can't, sometimes they need to be said, no, you no, you can't do ballet. Uh, no, you yeah, cannot right, do right. ballet. Especially yeah, yeah. at a Tim Keller's church. And my daughters, <laughs> no, you, you may not want to grow up and become a police officer. That's you may right. not grow yes, up. You you, 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 no, we're not yeah. doing that. I know a woman who's a police officer. Right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get you in that tr- much yeah, trouble. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, I can't help but, I'm sorry, I'll let you finish it. Okay. Attack this on the other I can't help but think there's somebody out there who's in your exact situation who's yeah, doing the same exactly. thing. Right how do now. I love him? Yeah. What do I What's do? What's your game plan, man? And how are you going to love on them? Yeah. So I mean, preach the gospel, preach the gospel, preach the gospel. I think just encourage, and and I want to use the word encourage. It is encouragement. So and, encourage. Let, let me throw one more thing in there too. Yeah. Because you got a family too. That's right. So mix that into with this as uh, well. How do you interact with? How them? do you interact with them while you're loving on them at the same time? As far as like mom and dad. Well, family or, or your kids or I mean, my kids. Yeah, this is Uncle Michael. Right, 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 right. He, this is Uncle he's Michael. He's a man. Yeah, he's a man. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like, good to see you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, wonderful okay. to see you. Okay, like, um, Uncle Michael. So you're still holding the standard. Well, that's right. And loving there's at a the different same name. Time. Yeah, he's yeah. already changed the name. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Pronouns. Yeah. And uh, w- but you're not. For, you're not going our along. Fa- with our family. We don't show hospitality pronouns. Pronoun hospitality. Okay, so JD Greer ain't happy with you. No, JD Greer is wrong. Okay, yeah, that's right. And so, um. God bless him for some other things, but he's wrong. So yeah, so so how I'm leading my daughters in this, um, because I have little impressionable impressionable daughters, yeah, right. is that this is Uncle Michael, and and then aside from that, Uncle Michael is confused right now. 
Right. Uncle Michael needs Jesus. Yeah. Let's pray for Uncle Michael. We love him. And you, when you were saying a minute ago, you encourage, you encourage, and you encourage, and we didn't quite like encourage that, that, that I would, I would say for those who have somebody who's, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender, what, whatever, um, encourage them that they're not a Christian. Mm. And, and that this is not, this is not the quintessential deal breaker for why they're not a Christian. It, like, get past, just get past it and start talking about, uh, what it means. So uh, with my brother, we got to walk through the Nicene Creed together and, and just talk about how you deny it at every point. Mm. You're not a Christian because you deny, you deny the Nicene, the Apostle Creed. You deny Orthodox Christian profession, confession that we've held for 2000 right. years. Yeah. You're not, you're not a Christian. And so, uh, encouraging them with that and saying, I think the biggest thing is like, this is not, this is not when you walked away from Jesus. Somebody doesn't follow Jesus faithfully. And then in a day overnight say, I'm going to be transgender. That's right. insane. No. So no, this is, the, this is down the stream, mm. down the stream. So yeah. bring them back up the stream and say, and point out, these were the things that were going wrong up here. Yeah. And, and this is the product. And that, that, mm. and your point earlier about the guilt. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guilt's yep. still there, still even there. though they're trying to get a regeneration on their own. Right. It's not real. Right. No. It's not real regeneration. And and he and all, you know, all the other thousands or whatever right. there are who are trying this out. Yes. See if this yeah, yeah, fits. Yeah. The, yeah. It's a they're, trial. They're going to find that, you know, even though it gives them some thrills for a little mm-hmm. while, ultimately it doesn't actually fill that void. Yep. Right. Yep. And the only way that void can be filled is if they're willing to completely surrender. Yep. Submit to God's yeah. order. Yeah. And trust that he's best. Can I say one yeah, one little thing? It. So I, I really this is a strong statement, but I really do, and I'm not saying this particularly to my brother. So let me make the clarification abundantly clear. I think in general, this may not be um, particular, specific to my brother. In general, though, I really do think for the men in the transgender play, I, I think I think at some level it really is as simple as a strategy for beta males to get laid. Mm. I, w- I want to say that. Yeah. Very clear. I think it, it's yeah, a way sure. of, of yeah. you know. Uh, well, I'm not a John Wayne. I'm not. I'm not a George Clooney. Yeah. I'm not a. Um, I'm. I'm more the Michael Sarah, Jesse Eisenberg. You know, yeah. and 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 now I'm carrying a purse and I'm wearing a dress and 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 I'm a feminist and I'm all about women's rights and all of a sudden I'm in, I'm in bed. So so it's it's not genuine. My point is it it is a play. It is a facade. It's fake. Um, my, my brother is just as interested in women as he's ever been. Yeah. As he's ever been. Yeah. And he's yeah. just found that it's more in this cultural climate, he's got a better chance of getting with women if he acts like that. And that's, well, that's, and that's because, I mean, for so long, the church has actually completely failed yeah. to, wow. to teach on what biblical masculinity and femininity that's is. Funny. We even have Christians now saying they're recovering from biblical masculinity and Christian oh, yeah, yeah. femininity yeah. Uh, you know that, that's that's the deal is, is and so we've we've discipled even women to think that men are supposed to be these more feminine s- as feminine as possible yeah, right, right, right right i mean the, touch with their feelings. the, the yeah. church yeah. is discipling men and why not why not why not add fingernail polish and a purse right. to that why see if it fits nah. yeah. Am I Truly Saved, your book? Yes, sir. Available on Amazon? Well, so we're about to launch Right Response Ministries, April 1st. We're going to have the book on our website. In the meantime, though, 10 copies for you guys to get the club club members. members. All right. right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Keep working on them. (laughs) Until next (laughs) week, look up with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. I'll be praying for you, brother, and your family. This is Cross Politics.